Welcome to the Prepare to Win Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Oliver, here with Dane Lee. Uh, haven't done one of these in a while, so... Uh, Black bitches. Yeah, <laughs> might Stop. be a little bit rusty, but hey, we're going to get it done. Um, as you all know, uh, we stay pretty busy. Uh, I know we both had a lot of uh, life events and traveling and everything else going on, so... Um, been a little bit since we've we've done one and then we try to do them and then our schedules get fucked up (laughs) so um yeah today today's going to be more of a rant episode so i mean if you don't like that if you don't like to hear me rant and dane rant then i guess you're not going to like this episode so oh well um you know we'll try to provide as much uh great content as we can today. Um, if you have kids around, go hide them, get them away. They don't want to hear this. Um, there may be some <laughs> cursing, so that's your explicitive. Is that how you say that? Explicitive. Is that what's on the? You know, on music. Oh, oh the explicit. Yeah, yeah. The explicit wording. Explicit content or whatever. Um, that's your uh, your warning label. So hopefully the kids are gone by now. Um, <clears throat> earmuffs. If not, so some of you probably saw that I put in my story about, you know, you can't talk about certain things if you've never done them, right? You can't act like you've been there if you never have been there, right? And what we continue to see online, and, and I get it, all right, so the Insta algorithm, you're chasing clicks, you're chasing likes, you're chasing views, you're chasing duration of views. Um, so you got to, you know, bait them in with a little bit of clickbait, then you're hoping they stay around. And then if they like it, that's even better. If they share it, even better. Awesome. Great. Comments. Awesome. Yeah, great. All right. Um, I get the algorithm. I understand how it all works. Um, so so I, I'm understanding that, right? But what people are doing now is completely talking out of their ass to be able to get clicks, likes, views, shares, all that, because people online do not know them. So, for example, they might see someone who has a generally fit body, um, and this could be from, you know, awesome genetics, and maybe they do, you know, work out and everything. And not even saying they work out hard. I'm just saying they work out, um, you know, fairly young, all that stuff. And they start throwing out whatever type of content via fitness, uh, success, mindset, uh, all the trends, right? Because that's what it is, is a trend. Um, And what happens is, is that consumer person who doesn't know them thinks, well, this person must know what they're talking about. They look fairly fit. You know what? They speak well. So I'm going to listen to them and I'm going to go ahead and like this or I'm going to engage with it or I'm going to believe it, right? And then let's say this person has programming or they're a coach or they're a uh, have an online course or something. Or you think that this person actually has shit going, so you want to go run with them, right? Maybe you want to join up and... Um, start a business together. Maybe you have some venture ideas or whatever. All right. And then you find out that person's completely full of shit, right? I'm, I'm here to tell you now, like all this stuff about mentality, success, you know, all this bullshit is a fucking trend. Okay. I am someone who, yes, I talk about mentality. Yes. I talk about success. Okay. I have lived it and I can give you specific things that I've done to prove that I've lived that you can go check my resume. You can go talk to people that have been around me long-term or watched me grow up or watched me grow in general, and they will all back everything that I say. Right. So I'm not one of these people that comes out and just like, "Eh, I'm just going to speak out my, out of my ass on this subject today and hopefully it sticks. Right. No, like if I'm speaking something, if I'm saying something, it's because I've lived it before. I've seen it. I've experienced it. I've been through it, right? So, um, you know, to kind of back up a little bit here, what's got me real fired up is I'm watching people 
you know, make these success videos and it's all about the, you know, you need to work hard every day and blah, 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 you know, whatever bullshit they want to wrap it around. You need to, um, seize the day and, you know, it only happens through hard work and determination and all this shit. What do you know about success living on your friend's couch? That's the honest truth. Like you're, you could be 30 years old living on someone's couch and you want to tell me about success. Now, unless you have some master plan where you're about to start some big company that's going to change and revolutionize the world, and you're going to throw this right back in my face because you're going to be worth, you know, a hundred million dollars or something crazy that I'll shut the fuck up. I mean, if that's like, if you got it all figured out, Hey, and you're eating fucking ramen and eggs and sleeping on someone's couch and you're about to fucking be able to afford whatever you want and change the world and stuff. Hey, I'll shut up. Right. But we all know too well that's that's probably unlikely. There's very few people in the world that end up like that, right? Um, so to back up again, how, how the fuck do I know about success, right? How do I know? First of all, I have had success. I would consider myself mildly successful um, compared to others. I know how to be successful, but I am still light years away from where I would even want to be. And there are people that are so far ahead of me that they would look back and say, I haven't done a damn thing yet. Now, for me, it all starts with where did you start your journey, right? Show me your path of success, right? So if you grew up, everything handed to you, if you went to a nice college, and and guys, let's back it up real quick disclaimer here. I'm not going to shit on people that... were exactly born with like the silver spoon and all that stuff. I know some of these people. I like some of these people. My daughter, by the time she's my age, is going to be, she's got more money than most people listening to this podcast. All right. I get it. Right. But I'm trying to, to drive home a point here that I think everyone needs to start considering. So anyway, you go to your nice college, your college is paid for by your, your mommy and daddy. Um, or maybe you got a scholarship. Hey, good job. Hey, I'm glad you're smart um, or we're good at sports or, you know, whatever your scholarship ended up being for. Um, <clears throat> and you go to this nice college and, y- you know, everything seems to be working out right. You get out of college, you get that nice job because you had good connections um, and you start making a little bit of money. Awesome. Good. Right. You top out at 60, 65 grand a year. You know, you're you're a mid-tier person working in whatever field, um, and, and and that's where you end up. Okay, by industry standards, by the standards of the world, you're in the median. You're basically in the. Oh, I'm sorry, in, in, not in the world, in the United States. You're basically a median population person. Mm. You know, I don't think I'm wrong on that. I think we can look up the stats, and that's pretty damn close. It's probably closer to like fifty-four thousand for the median income or something, or fifty-two thousand, but. Um, we won't, we won't get that crazy and specific, but do you kind of see where I'm rolling with that? Yep. All right. Let me tell you, let me back it up. And again, I use myself because I've, I I don't know what everyone else has been through. All right. So I'll give you a couple examples, uh, besides myself, but you know, I don't, I don't want to give away some people's personal info, so I might not use their name. But um, for me personally, okay, I was on my own. And if you go back in the podcast, you'll hear all this. So I'm going to try to get through it quick. Um, I was on my own at 18 years old shortly after, right? Um, And it wasn't from leaving. I was kicked out of my house. All right. And yes, I lived on my brother's couch with his friends. There's four of them had a little house uh, in Section 8 housing, by the way. Um, so they were in section eight little housing or whatever, cause that's all they could all afford. Cause they were just a year older than me. Mm-hmm. So this is a bunch of 19 year olds. Basically it's a frat house. <laughs> if you can think of that. Um, and I went and I lived on their couch for a little bit. Um, I was working at the time. It wasn't like I was like a bum on the street. Um, but I just went to work every single day, came home, couldn't sleep until they were done partying. If they decide to party or, you know, maybe, and sometimes I partied with them. Yeah. You know, I'm 18 years old. Um, 19 years old and well, 18 years old. So, you know, I'm working and stuff. I go get my own apartment. 
split with my friend. Mm-hmm. Okay. Little, sh- little you know, shithole apartment in Jackson. You know, nothing great. Um, you know, and I pushed forward and I figured my shit out uh, through many, many different means. Um, I basically learned how to survive. All right. Um, that entailed shit that I didn't, you know, didn't really want to do, but I had to do. And that's just the way it was. Um, you know, I'm going to flash forward cause I can make this whole thing like an hour just on my right. life story here. So flash forward, I go into the military. I'm giving up my time, my life, my, you know, whatever to join the military and get what I need out of it. Right. And there's a whole other separate reason why I entered the military that we'll go into in the mentality part. But, um, you know, flash through that, get out of the military. I use my benefits to go back to college. Okay. I'm using my benefits to go back to college. Not because my mom gave them to me, my dad gave them to me because the government gave them to me mm-hmm. because I served my time, which you were in the military. You kind of yep. understand how that works. Um, <clears throat> so, Hey, cool. There's my free ride to college. So, <laughs> yeah it's go a to hell of a quote-unquote free yeah but. go to college um mind you i'm in you know early 20s and i'm starting to uh develop myself develop my skills with coaching personal training i start uh training people wherever i could you know 20 bucks here 40 bucks there kind of deal um <clears throat> i end up working for a gym worked for that gym for about a year moved up to running both of his gyms and then everything started to kind of progress from there. Wasn't getting what I wanted out of that job. Um, mind you, this whole time, I'm not out there. And, and by by then, I'm making some decent money. It's not like I'm poor. All right. And I wasn't getting what I needed out of that job. I'm living in... Uh, I lived with my buddy for a while. Uh, we had a house together. And, you know, it was kind of rent room basis type thing. And then I went off and got my own apartment. Um, and then I ended up bringing my brother in to split it um, to be able to make it cheaper. So I'm all about cheap living, right? This is your 20s. You got to grind, right? Quote, unquote, grind. <laughs> but, you know, I wasn't out there going on the vacations. I watched everyone else going on the vacations, buying the cars, doing all the shit, having jobs. My friend that I lived with had a job that... Um, he was he was making some some decent money back then, you know what I mean? Mm. Um uh he's going out spending it all, he's doing all stuff, racking up credit card debt, you know, all these things. And I'm just sitting here chipping away at my my long game. Chipping away at the long game, investing, mm. saving, buying some things. I'm going out, and I'm having fun, you know what I mean? Yeah. Wasn't getting what I was getting from my job, so now I turn around and I open my own business, right? And I open my own business off the back of my own personal income. And if you want to know the business credit card trick that I did, go listen to another episode. We all know that story. Um, you know, and from there, boom, business is open, right? Mm-hmm. At no point at now I'm 27, 28 at no point during that was I giving fucking advice on how to become successful. Or how to grind or how to make it or how to, because I still didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I look back now, I'm like, I don't know. I just went for it. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and flash forward now, I have a pretty successful business, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, you know, I, I would say on a national basis, we're training people all over the country. We're not in this little bubble anymore of Canton, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, there's pl- plenty of members in here. There's plenty of uh, uh, of opportunities that I have, right? But there's a whole other level above that that I'd like to get to, right? right? But when I start speaking about success and grind and all this shit, it's because I've lived it and I've been there and I've been poor and I've been broke. And I, I mean, I grew up from a means of uh, scarcity, not abundance. Mm-hmm. So when you grow up from a means of scarcity, not abundance, you see things completely different, right? And your actions are completely different. The way you think about things are completely different. So that's why I'm saying for me personally, when I see someone talking about you need to grind and do all this shit, it's like you saying that we're running a marathon and you started at mile 18 
and I started at the beginning. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know what I mean? You have such a head start and you still haven't done shit with it. You're at mile 18 and a half and I'm at mile 16. Mm-hmm. Like I'm coming for you. Right. Right. And then I surpass you towards the end or by the end. Right. You know, so my whole thing with this, the success stuff is like, it's fine to not be quote unquote successful yet or have success yet. If you know how to get there, fine, do that. But stop preaching. Stop trying to sell courses to people talking about success. You haven't even fucking, you haven't cracked anything yet. Mm-hmm. Like these people, some of these people haven't even, they don't even know what it's like to make a hundred thousand dollars in revenue, two, three, four, five hundred thousand dollars in revenues yet. Mm-hmm. They don't know shit. They know the internet and I can say this and then I'll have some online content course or whatever. Right. Right. And if that's your thing, if you're an content online content creator, that's a whole different ball game. All right. And there are people that become very successful off that. The odds of that very small. Right. Mm-hmm. But you, you can't sit there and repeat and regurgitate and talk about all these things. And the biggest things are, Success, fitness, and you know, on my little world yeah. is success stuff, fitness stuff, and uh, the mentality thing. Everyone's a fucking lion, right? So <laughs> let me tell you for all you fucking, uh, God, I'm dropping my mic, for all you lions out there, all right? So I, um, again, I, I'm just going to say I was born this way. <laughs> um, I literally was. Okay, so... You, you can go, you know, I'll get my mom on this podcast, damn. Um, <clears throat> when I was young, from a young, young, young age, I was standing up to people that were bigger than me, that were older than me. Um, my little brother has cerebral palsy, and there's always a story. I don't remember this story. These kids are about four or five years older than me. And I, I mean, if I can't remember, I had to be in elementary school or something. Yeah. And these kids were kind of, I guess, making fun of the way he walked or something. Mm-hmm. And she said, I got up, walked up these bleachers and got in these kids' faces. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Um, and I can remember some things vividly. Like, people are going, I don't even care if you think I'm a psychopath. I, um, <laughs> there were some kids that were messing with my little brother. Again, kind of same story. And we were camping and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I used to always carry around a pocket knife, switchblade, and I pulled it out and I flicked it open and I was like maybe 11 at the time. You know what I mean? Just trying to be fearful and like, cause there was a couple of them. I said, I basically told him like, Hey, make fun of my brother again. Like, you know what the fuck's going to happen. Right. Um, you know, you go forward, like this is what kind of got me. I I've been, you know, in 24 street fights in my life and they started, uh, when I was younger in like middle school is when I started fighting people. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, yeah, late middle school, high school. It's like actual fist fights. It's not just like, yeah, pushing right. around on the playground kind of thing. Um, and I would always be kind of the protector. Like if you knew if I was there, like you had a chance, you know what I mean? You mm-hmm. knew. And that's kind of how it was. Like some of my friends would instigate shit just because they knew like me and my buddy Sean would whoop anyone's ass. Right. <laughs> so it's like, oh, we got Let's those. Justin in on it. We got those two with us. We'll just talk shit. Like, I, you know. Uh, but anyway, um, but I was always kind of that protector. Like when there was you mess with my friend, I was the first one in your face, you know, mm-hmm. and that and that kind of trailed into when I was older. Um being an adult, it was kind of the same way. Like when I say adult, like, you know, early twenties, it's kind of the same thing where a lot of those instances, I never went out and like looked for a fight. I never like tried to act like a hard ass or anything. Mm -hmm. It was when people stepped up to people I cared about or myself, then I'll eat you alive. Right. That's kind of my mentality. Um, and my whole thing with joining the military wasn't like, you know, partially I need to get the hell out of where I was at. I was mm-hmm. doing a lot of dumb shit. Right. But the other part of that was like, so I wanted to go in for a special warfare group. Right. My whole thing was like, I literally did not give a fuck. I wanted to be, and I've talked about this on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be deployed. I wanted to go do, do everything. I didn't want to run with the infantry. No, 
I want to run with a specialty group that's highly trained mm-hmm. and I'm ready to go fuck people up. Like I'm ready to die. That's how serious I was about it. And, that, and like, everyone, I'm ready to die. No, you're not motherfucker. I can promise you that. Mm-hmm. I watch guys piss down their fucking legs just from training. I watch grown men fucking cry from doing, you know, calisthenics. All right. You are not, you're not ready for it. Right. So a lot of these people talk this hard game like, oh, I, I'm a warrior, I'm a mentality. No, you're not. I've seen it too many times in my life, whether it was in the military, in business, you know, in the world that like the first sign of adversity, the first little bit of hesitancy that comes into them, they fucking run. You know, there's very, very, very few people in this world that actually can push through and persevere things, Right. Um, I mean, we all, uh, everyone, I've been pretty open about my medical history, mm-hmm. right? When the fuck has that ever stopped me? Never, you know, right. sure. I've been down and out before and I've had some fucking issues, you know, but I've never just like, well, you know what? Like I was in the hospital again for Crohn's. So I should probably just give up working out. Uh, I should probably use that as an excuse just to like sit at home all the time. Uh, you know what I mean? And some people do have it really bad to where they're they are like bound to yeah, yeah that everyone's different so i'm not saying that like your case might be different for sure um you know but I, it's not just me i watch motherfuckers with like you know get cancer come back and like just blow shit out of the water mm-hmm. you know what i mean you see it all the time you hear about it all the time um the human will to fight is there but for most people it's not on the surface level do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. something really has to kick you in the nuts. Um, and even then you might not, not, might not make it. So, but again, what, what do we see? Everyone talking about mentality and this and that. I, I've watched the same people talk about fucking mentality and, um, th- you know, whatever. And not, uh, you know, do whatever it takes and not have their nutrition on point. Not have their training on point. Not have their life on point. Mm-hmm. The fuck are you talking about telling everyone mentality and about like grind and work hard when you can't even get one thing on point? You know what I mean? Right. Not everyone's going to be 100% all the time, but you, you better have your life and all your boxes checked, you know, 90% of the time, 95% of the time if you're going to make those kind of statements, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what we seem to see is that like ever evolving fucking group of people <laughs> that just talk out of their ass and just speak mentality mentality like how you said you you came back this week right mm-hmm. uh you were working on your trip yep okay working on your trip and you've had clients all week we're trying to squeeze this podcast in as quick as possible that's why i'm trying to talk quick but like you know what I mean? And then you have more people tonight. Yep. Like I've seen you come in here where I'm like, is Dane awake? Let me test this. Like, is he alive? You know what I mean? Cause it's a good question. Sometimes you look fucking dead. Mm-hmm. Right. And it becomes one of those things where like recognize real, recognize real. Like, I think we know that about each other. Like you've seen me come in just like I'm a zombie today. Yep. You know what I mean? And you know, it's like, same with you. Like, okay. If Dane looks like a zombie, he either had a fucking wild night <laughs> Which I doubt, or I wish um, that were the reason, or he's just working extremely hard on something right now, mm-hmm. right? And that's what a lot of people don't understand about like go getters. It's not this jolly fucking person that walks around just everything's fine every day, positive vibes. A lot of people <laughs> that go balls to the wall grind are not like that. Mm-mm. They're very reserved, quiet, and they don't want to fucking talk to you because they have only so much mental capacity for the day. Right. Right. There's they're, nothing to spare. Yeah. There's nothing left to spare. They don't, you know, and, and I'm one of those people that like, I will have a conversation with you. I mean, I'll do this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. But my brain runs all day from the time I get up to the time I go to bed, I'm mm-hmm. thinking about something, doing something right. So, you know, we can't sit here and all be lions and that is fine. So let's get over the bullshit that like everyone's a beast and everyone's a lion and cause everyone's not gotta be the alpha wolf. Think of how many people that glad you brought that up. If you look in nature, mm-hmm. all right, 
there's never like you might have a group of like a couple badasses, right? But there's always those one or two that are just like over the top. You know what I mean? Right. They're they're the ones that drive the whole herd, right? And that's your true alphas, right? Um If you listen to you ever listen to Ed Milet? Mm-mm. Ed Milet's uh you know, he does a lot of uh, speaking now and stuff. But listen to like Ed Milet and like listen to like some of his stories and stuff. Okay. And uh, specifically, I might put part of it in my story if I can find it. But um, he's got a it's like YouTube thing, you know, motivational uh, speech. Okay. You know those you know they make videos out of them or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he, he talks about um, it's called I'm the one. All right. And he talks about in there how like there's always that one person in the family that comes along and changes your your entire uh, uh, family's history or generations to come or whatever, mm-hmm. your future generations. Like basically like the one person in your family that's just a fucking over the top grinder and like just sets himself apart from everyone. Yeah. All right. And like he talks about how he's that guy that ended up taking his family to a whole other level. All right. That's true within families, but that's true within like friends. And then that's true within a culture of people. And mm-hmm. then that's true within like, do you know what I mean? There's yep. always another stepping stone to it. Right. Yeah. Um, and I can take, you know, a hundred people out of this gym and we can find five that like, there could be more, but you know what I mean? Yep. Like you could find five that you can definitively like point out like, this person does, you know, like if you ranked them, like mm-hmm. they go hard. You yep. know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. They go real hard, you know, and that's just how it is. That's how life is. You know, mm-hmm. there's people that will blow the doors off me in anything that I think I'm good at. Right. That's how life is. Right. And I'm not afraid to admit that. Um. So when you see all these people, it seems like, Everyone talks about the success, the the mindset, the whatever. In reality, it's one or two percent of people. Yeah, it's not the ninety percent of people, you know, that you see online talking about it. I can promise you that a lot of the people that actually talk about this shit are the fir- are the ones that won't be working out in three four years, at all. But they'll claim I've seen that a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've seen it just in this gym, you know. So you can't, uh, can't really tell me otherwise <laughs> I mean, at this point. Um, but we talk about this all the time. It's like, I was, I was talking to someone today about it. Like as you get older, I think, and as you get further into this, you just, you've seen things repeated so many times and you've seen how people are so many times mm-hmm. that you almost read it from the start you know you see the pattern oh yeah you start to recognize it and then you recognize like who they truly are pretty quick right mm-hmm. um dan's really good at this like he can almost guess like within a month or two if a lifter is gonna like be around long term or not <laughs> and that's that's kind of that's kind of how it is like mm-hmm. you know but um you know i see it all the time like people come in here uh you know do whatever and they're all right. And then you watch them like online. It's like, that's not, it's not you. That's not what I saw you doing the other day. It doesn't make hmm. sense. Hmm. Um, you know, but it, don't believe everything you see online. People talking about how hard they work out and we've seen them come in here and just make videos. Like yeah. literally little skits and then just leave the gym. I'm dead serious. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Where people like, yeah, I went hard whenever in the gym today. Dude, you were here for 10 minutes. You took a couple video shots and walked out the door. Mm-hmm. Like, it happens all the time. So, I would rather see someone who leads by example and doesn't tell you what they've done. Um, so, I mean, for example, like you post a, a deadlift video. Mm-hmm. You can use that video to tell people knowledge, like you did about like the warm up. Yeah. One, right? Yeah. 
Um, that wasn't like I do warmups correctly every time. Like if no, it's just like this is how you should do warmups. Uh, or you take that same thing and you can show people like how intense you are in your training. You can show them like, hey, I hit a yeah. PR. You could, if people know your background, it's like, all right, you had the oh. disc herniations, like you still went hit these numbers. Oh. But there's never a moment where like you're using that as a platform to talk about like. I'm so good because I did yep. these things. Like I'm such a, Oh, if I, if I'm I started and that's, I was just telling Lindsay about this. Like if I sat there and I gave a raw, raw speech about every single roadblock that's came in my way, just in fitness, <laughs> I have content for a year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like literally I could blast that content all the time, but you know, these motherfuckers that are lions and fucking bears and whatever the hell else. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, it's like their fucking elbow hurts and they cry about it for fucking three months and, oh, my elbow hurts. So I'm still not doing well on my lifts, you know, or whatever. And shut the fuck up. Just get through it. Like come get through it. Get, go see Dane, mm-hmm. go see whoever, do whatever the fuck you got to do. Right. Like these people, yeah. you know, I saw the other day, uh, the other week. Joe Sullivan posted he just pulled a deadlift PR for the first time in seven years. Damn. Or some shit. I might have that that wrong. It's a long time. Five mm-hmm. years, seven years. I don't know. Sorry if I got that wrong. Um, but it's a fucking long time. Like, he had some issues um, that made it hard for him, and, and it just is what it is. But mm-hmm. I tell you, like, if there's a motherfucker in the world that doesn't quit, that's another one. That's real, recognized, real right there. That guy has been through some shit and still, like, has pushed through. And I can name 10 people like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now it comes a point where, like, I think some people are just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, you should probably just hang it up now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, you're, you're I like your work ethic, but, like, that's... Yeah, you're going to... Take reality into account. Yeah, here. you might just fall apart one day. Like your <laughs> limbs are going to fall off completely. Um, but the point is, is, like, yeah, I could sit there all day and talk about like, oh, I have Crohn's and I don't metabolize things as well as you do. So that means that I'm fucking better than you because I don't fucking know whatever reason. Like, oh, I've total so much more. I mean, yes, it hinders me. Okay, mm-hmm. I have to deal with it. I know another lifter hindered. You know what? You know what she did? She ended uh, one year at like number four or five all time in that weight class. I think now she's still in the top ten. Damn. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and again, everyone's different. Um, but yeah, like I think the the whole thing with the uh, the internet and the making of like content reels now is just getting out of hand. Like the uh, guys now are um, big, big trend is to be uh, like mic'd up before their lifts or during whatever they're training. Really? And they'll just like spit some odd ass bullshit. That makes no sense at all. Right. But like, dude, do you really need to be mic'd up and, you know, bar slamming and all this stuff and get all hype and make, you know, some crazy ass content video to deadlift four Oh five when you weigh two twenty. Yeah. You know what I mean? You've been lifting for a couple years. Like, is that really necessary? Or I mean, where does it come from? Like, okay. So you, it's use a thing now you have someone to... like David Goggins as an example. Yeah. Like he'll talk during videos, like while he's out running or lifting, yeah. but most of the time he's, Telling you like he, how he doesn't give a shit, yeah, and like none of you work hard, yeah, kind of stuff. And that's, I'm not saying like everyone needs to be like Goggins because most of you can't be. No, <laughs> first of all, first of all, none of you can be. Um, but you know, it, it's not to say like go hard until you break, and it's just is what it is, and then spit about it online about how tough you are and things like that. Because honestly, no one gives a shit. Unless, like, you've been, again, a Goggins, like, unless, like, you you got to have, like, plaques on your name. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's a Navy SEAL. He's got the book. He's got the, all the things, right? I could have done everything that David Goggins did besides be a Navy SEAL. I'm not saying I could have done these things. But, like, mm-hmm. I'm saying, like, I could do the running. I could do the videos. I could do all that. 
the guy is a Navy SEAL. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's just automatic. You're a, you're a pretty bad motherfucker. <laughs> right. Um, and all the SEALs that I've ever met and been around, like, they're, dude, they're for real. Like, it's just a whole different, think of, like, my personality. Imagine 50 of me being around. That's a Navy SEAL. Like, that's how they are. That's a scary thought. Yeah. They're not, like, everyone thinks, like, they are the nice and they will help you. Mm-hmm. And they're the, you know, first guys that will lift you up and help you out, right? But they're the, also the same people that don't give a fuck about your problems. They don't want to hear your bullshit. They don't want to hear you whine about everything. They don't want to, you know what I mean? They just, they don't hang around losers. Yeah. Is how it is. Unless they fall into a trap and, you know, something happens to them from something. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I know some, you know, people got out of the military, get on drugs and whatever happens, but, you know, but for the most part, any of them I've ever met or not, like they're all the alphaist motherfuckers you can yeah. imagine. And that's what they look for. And that's how you pass. And that's mm-hmm. how you get through. Right. So, which is why they're all, uh, by today's standards, probably the biggest pieces of shit in the world. Str- strong, males <laughs> no that's coming back oh is it coming back yeah, oh we're I making just, a comeback now I, all right if i unless i have this wrong like i've been seeing it make a comeback as far awesome. as like where where have all the strong men gone okay well my name is justin hello <laughs> um yeah i mean it's just it's just one of those things it's like You don't know. I mean, I guess maybe I pay attention too much to the world. Maybe I'm I'm too noticing of it all. I guess, but I just can't stand to see some people's bullshit. I'm on the opposite side of it. Like yeah. I'm oblivious yeah. to this kind of stuff. And I I honestly like sometimes I am oblivious, but stuff will like get sent to me. I think people like no, they're oh, okay. like, what do you think of this guy? <laughs> or like, see, or it'll be someone like that we commonly know, and they're like. And they'll send it to me like, what the fuck is this person talking about? They're not like that at all. I'm like, yeah, I know. It's just... But that's how it is now. It's just like lie online, fake it till you make it kind of thing. And it's really fucking weird to me. I don't, so. I, I guess I don't see the appeal because it, the lack of authenticity that comes with it, it I, I don't want followers to be, to associate me with that kind of content. Like, if I get people to follow me, I want it to be because I just put out what it is I wanted to put out or put out things, like, that are going on in my yeah. life. Um, it's like, if someone puts out their training information and you know enough about training in general, mm-hmm. you can tell, like, how much of a badass they are from that. They don't have to say, like, oh, this puts me at whatever place or look how hard I'm working. It's like, no, it speaks for itself. Yeah, well, that's the nice thing about these sports is, like, numbers never lie. I always right. say that. Like you can look at their numbers and you can look at the ranks and see where they're at. Right. It's so mm-hmm. easy to just, that's where they're at. You, you don't know, have to or, say anything about your personality or all the hardware no. is like that just spoke for itself. Yeah. And, and you know, there's people that are strong that are still pussies. Let's not be, you know, you're not a badass because you're strong necessarily, but it takes a certain amount of work ethic to be able to get there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, when you see people that are like, all around just like destroying life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're strong. Um, they have like whatever solid set of skills. You know what I mean? Good career, high up, you know, and they, it's just, it, they're, that person's on a whole different level than what you can even fucking imagine to spread yourself out that with that many variables and be high, accelerated at all of them. You know, there's, yeah, a, that's rare. there's a guy in here. You might end up knowing who I'm talking about, but, um, he's a former, uh, fuck, I'm going to get it wrong. Marine recon maybe, or some, or maybe green beret type guy. Okay. I can't remember which brands he's that, uh, he's up there though. Right. Okay. Special forces of some sort, right. Old, uh, officer guy. And now is a CEO of a pretty sizable company down the road. Right. Mm-hmm. And you talk to this guy, nicest guy you'll ever meet, like very, like, stoic face you know what i mean he he just looks like a bad motherfucker like yeah you know what i mean but he's like the most respectful like honest blunt person you know what i mean it's everything that i described earlier Mm -hmm. when you see someone like that that's just fucking crushed it in life the common average person doesn't understand what it took for that guy to get there 
And no, and right. that's the sad part is people won't appreciate it. You know, I talk to um, uh, Ryan and here all the time. We talk about finance and stuff a lot uh, and just like weak ass men and things like that. Cause we're both kind of on that same level. Um, and like, we share these things with each other all the time. And it's like, you know, he's someone that I've found that is like an uncommon person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Whereas like, I talked to a, a whole, a bunch of other people and some of my friends growing up and stuff. And, you know, we're not that far apart in age. He's a little bit older than me. Mm-hmm. And I look at like the light years of difference of where he's at and like people that I know, mm-hmm. you know, the average person I, I've met and stuff. Right. And it makes you see how underperforming and how average a lot of society is. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't say that to be a dick. I'm just saying like, there's a, facts are facts. There's a lot of potential out there that is just wasted. And it's because people don't know they don't learn properly through the right channels, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of these business mentors that I have, I mean, you're talking, you know, people that I've talked to, these older guys in business, like you're talking like third generation uh, family owned businesses, right? Right. You're talking 100 year old businesses, you know, 70, 60, 50 year old businesses, right? This is how this is how stupid people are. I was talking to someone online. They were talking about how like you know like these some of these younger people and like even themselves could know more or be more successful from a monetary standpoint than these people that have like a third generation business. And I'm just thinking in my head like the fuck are you like okay maybe you could get lucky and have a skill and make all this money. That's fine. You know go make your millions off of whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't even care if you did it. The only fans or whatever. Good job. All right. You're telling me that person that has been in that business for 35 years, 40 years, and they've built it into whatever. Tell me they don't know anything. Right. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But that's how ignorant a lot of these people coming up are with the online stuff. You know, so then what you get is you get young people talking out of their ass online and then people try to reciprocate that in the real world and it fails and they wonder why. Mm-hmm. It's because you just listen to some idiot online about finances or business or whatever. Yeah, some of it's right, but a lot of it's wrong. You know, It's not as easy as it looks. But everyone makes it look easy. Oh, all you have to do is apply for this. and These then, five simple steps. Yeah, five simple steps. And then, you know what? You're going to be a multimillionaire and you're going to have all this money. Like, shut the fuck up. No, you're not. You, you might, you know what, like you might be able to build a business. It might take you um, 10 years until you start clearing, you know, 50,000 in profit a year. Right. Mm. And then 10 years later, you're clearing a million in profit a year. Yeah. You, it's not linear. That's good. That, that's exactly how a business can be formed. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I mean, Andrew Fasil talked about that before. Like guy didn't make shit for the first like eight or 10 years of his business. And now his business is fucking massive. Mm -hmm. Like, so it's not, everyone's trying to find the five side hustles and job hop and do all these things. It's like, and then they try to make this content online. Like, Oh, I'm a hustler, bro. You're making fucking $7 from all your hustles. You know what I mean? Right. Like focus on one or two things and become really, really good at them. And then when you get really, really good at those, then you can start to diversify, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. What the fuck do I know? So, <laughs> mm. uh, do you have you have a client, don't you? Coming up, yep. Okay. So, we'll be... I do want to answer uh, one question if we do get to it, because I told him I would. But you got anything to add on that? I could rant all day about it. I just... I wish I could just blast specific names. No, I mean, I just, I keep coming back to the idea that people who regurgitate the information, the fact that they are doing that is evidence that they don't know what they're talking about. Uh, Again, a person who is successful doesn't have to tell you they're successful. A person who is motivated doesn't have to tell you they're motivated. Um, And if they share content through the content, you can see all you can see the evidence of yeah. all the things that they're talking about. They don't have to say, "Look what I've done." Yeah. They simply live that, yep. and you figure it out. Yep. And watch, watch. I 
would say it's for everyone, but watch how much flash you try to trust too. Like I personally know people that are behind on their mortgage are broke, mm. but still are showing online. They're going on vacations. They're, you know, able to show like, like you would think it's everything's fine on the surface. Right. Yeah. Um, I watched people growing up that had all the clothes, you know, driving hundred thousand dollar cars, you know, all that shit have nothing to their name now at our, at this age. Right. Jeez. Um, I, I'm telling you now, do not believe everything you see. The three million multimillionaires I can think of off the top of my head right now. I've only ever seen one of them in like real street, like nice clothes. None of them that none of them that I've seen mm-hmm. drive a ultra uh, nice car. Okay. Unless it's hiding in a garage somewhere and I've just never seen it. Right. You're right. And now mind you, I know more than three. So it's like, I mean, I could say people I know that drive fucking Lambos and shit, but mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, I'm just saying like, watch the flash because there's people and there's a couple of men here mm-hmm. that literally have, I mean, we're, we're, you know, everyone doesn't consider a multimillionaire, like, you know, having a couple million shit anymore because you all think everyone has $50 million. Go try making two or three mil and let me know how easy it is. <laughs> um, but there's people in here that I know of that don't drive fancy cars. Don't wear fancy clothes. You know what, though? They go on fucking ridiculous vacations. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give it away of like who I'm talking about okay. on some of these people, but um, you could shift it so many ways. You know what I mean? Some some are more family-oriented. Their kids go to the nicest school. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, not everyone is, you know, just because... For example, like if you have the cash flow and you you drive the car, have the house, join the country club, you know, you're out on vacations all the time. Guys, all that is is getting cash flow. It doesn't fucking mean they have anything if if their uh, job fires them or their business fails or this whatever. You know what I mean? They're zero. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't believe what you see. You know, uh, I, I wish I could put it any more in detail than that. I mean, I can go rent um, a Ferrari and for a weekend and post and post it online. And people think I'm like ultra successful, right? Mm-hmm. Make content off of that Ferrari. I all I have to do is change clothes, go take pictures in different locations. I have years of con of content and everyone thinks I own a Ferrari. All I did was it, uh, rent it for three grand. But then what you do is you turn around, you, take it back and you say, I traded this in for a truck Yep. and because I, yep. I saved a bunch of money yep. and look how smart I'm being with my financial. Yeah. Investment. And when yeah. people ask, where's that Ferrari? Oh, it's, it's in my garage at home. They're never going to come to your fucking house. Right? right. So then, you know, a month or two later I go rent a, a, a Porsche 911 and then I'm like, Oh guys got a Porsche today. Like, you know, add this bit, to my collection. Yep. My online course is $1,000 in my bio. Learn how to get rich like me. By the end of the month, and you'll have the same car. It's not hard to run up to uh, one of these clothing stores and get fucking $500 jeans, mm-hmm. you know, a nice $300 shirt. So what? You got a five grand into a little business scheme that's deceptive. And then all of a sudden, people think you have a ton of fucking money. People do this shit with private jets all the time, too. Mm-hmm. They go, they're not on the private jet. All they did was take a picture in front of it because it's someone else's jet. And then they use that as content like it's their own jet. Guys, I know all the fucking games. <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen it so many fucking times. For all you know, my boat's not my boat. Could, yeah. <laughs> just, not like good. I haven't seen videos or pictures of you and Lindsay out on it multiple times now. So. <laughs> you know what I mean, though? Like, I could have, well, I could have went when I bought my boat. Mm-hmm. I could have took a picture in front of a much bigger boat like, and then been on my boat to just took videos like, Oh, I'm out on the boat. Right. You don't know what fucking boat I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> should have, should have took a picture in front of a yacht. Yeah. Guys got my yacht today. Small purchase. I just figured, yeah, why not? Why not? 
but that's how deceptive it can be. And you, you guys are so ignorant and fall for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, these, you know, take it with anything, the little body pictures online. I mean, we have all seen like how much stuff's coming out now that's edited. And, you know, I know a lot of people are getting called out on it now and stuff, but like, you know, I promise you like guys, you pathetic men, like that girl's butt does not look like that in real life. You, you think it does, <laughs> but it doesn't. And you're following her and liking it and eating it up and, you know, sending her DMs and all that shit. She don't look like that. And mm. same with females. And you're like, oh, my God, this guy's fucking whatever abs or I don't know what the hell you guys look at his shoulders. Oh, look how his whatever. Look how he's built, you know, and you see him in real life. And he's a fucking noodle. Like he ain't built like that. <laughs> he's looks he looks like he's 220 with 5 percent body fat online. And then you see him in real life. He's actually 170 pounds. Mm hmm. You know, no offense, because I know you run and get down there sometimes. But, a little bit. I'm um, doing a lot better now. But I, you're not posting online like, hey, I'm 230 today, guys. Nope. Look at me. Yeah. But um, I'm just saying, like, things things are so deceptive. You, you, you can almost create it. You can't believe all this shit that you see online, and you definitely can't believe the bullshit that people say. Like, that's all there is to it. See, it used to be that people would post like their their online life where it's like, look how good my life is. And they didn't say necessarily that their life was really good. Yeah. Just like, you know, the you only show the things you want people to see. You show all the happy moments. Yeah. Like you're on the like on a boat or like on vacation or like yeah. the holidays and whatnot. And people would just make assumptions from yeah. it. Like, oh, their life must be so good because look how happy they are with their kids or their yeah. education, whatever. And now people have to one-up that, and they have to say, uh, not only here's what I'm doing, but here's how you could do it too. Yeah. And like, it's evolved into that. And the thing is, is like, live your fucking life. I mean, you know how much shit me and Lindsay do? We're notorious for us. We, we, can't, we don't take pictures. Like, we mm-hmm. don't have pictures of us. And it kind of sucks sometimes, because like, oh, man, I wish we would have got pictures of us doing this or at this place or when we dressed up yeah. or, you know, whatever. And we've just always been terrible about it, right? Um, but you know what shit we do that we're just living our life. We don't think like our first instinct doesn't take out the phone and take pictures of this. Right. So I can show you know everybody I mean? take videos, it. like make this content video of me in front of what, like we're going uh, to Vegas here soon. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause I need to get the hell out of this cold weather. I need to go somewhere warm. I don't blame you. Right. You know, I'm sure like we'll have some pictures from it and all that stuff, but you're not going to see like, me go in front of the Bellagio fountains and make some kind of fucking content reel about like, you know, uh, maybe I'm in like an Arnold pose and saying like, (laughs) this is life. Come join my club for $500 a month and learn how to fucking live like me. Do you know what I mean? Like you can spin it in a way that makes you seem ultra successful. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And that's what people are doing is like they're, they're using, simple content creation to lie about how their life truly isn't, but make people think that's the way it is. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not hard. I mean, cost a couple hundred bucks to fly to Vegas. Pictures are free. You know what I mean? Think about that for a second. Mm -hmm. I could be in Vegas, go down to, you know, San Diego area, take pictures all through there, get my ass back to Ohio, couple grand trip, and then make it seem like I'm constantly traveling. It's another scheme people use. Mm -hmm. They take all these pictures and it's all in the same location. People are just stupid. Then they just tag different locations of where they're at Mm -hmm. and hope that no one finds out that that's not really where it was. (laughs) I don't see the point. I just, I don't don't know. People are fucking weird. But anyway, uh, one question because this was asked, this has been asked by a lot of people, so I want to get to it. Um, uh, they were wondering if we've done a podcast and wanted to know more about uh, youth weight training and when is the right age to start. Oh. Yeah. So, I don't think we have done one on youth Yeah, I think we, we're going to, like, we should try to elaborate on it, but to quickly kind of answer that in a way... Um, when they're younger, the best thing you can do is have them in, and I'm talking like from a toddler age into like, you know, four, five, six, seven, eight, 
is get them in multiple sports, Mm -hmm. get them in multiple activities, get them around other kids, movement, play, um, body weight stuff can start to be incorporated, especially like push-ups, pull-ups, things like that. I've seen, dude, I've seen some six, seven year olds that can rep pull-ups and it is insane to see, you know, but get them aware of their body weight. So wrestling, gymnastics, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and then the common, you know, basketball, soccer, you know, they can get into peewee football. You know, if you don't like the contact, have them in flag football or something. Mm -hmm. They're going to be able to learn a lot of different things with their agility, balance, you know, coordination, eye eye coordination, all that stuff, right? Hand eye. Um, And then I would say it kind of depends on your personal preference, personal comfortability, in who they're taught by, right? So you don't want to load your kid with a barbell back squat right away, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, and have them deadlifting a bench just because you're a power lifter and that and you're teaching them, you know, just because you do it and you lift doesn't mean you know how to coach it, right? Right. You need to learn how to progress those things, which is is a whole different game, right? So, for example, my daughter, um, what probably about six seven years old i think is when she pulled like her first deadlift and put a bar on her back to squat Mm -hmm. um uh well maybe not squat i think she was doing kettlebell squats then okay so again learned body weight squat and i put a kettlebell in her hands taught her how to kettlebell squat Mm -hmm. and then we used a pvc pipe and then we used a a 15 pound training bar you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. that was kind of the progression you know, um, and she, she doesn't lift all that much now. Like I don't push her into lifting. If she feels like doing it that day, we'll do some stuff, you know, but as she gets a little bit older, you know, she just turned 10, like around now is probably the age where it'd be nice to like get her into starting to actually weight train, right? Nothing needs to be heavy. There needs to be reps, proper function, proper function being the biggest mm-hmm. thing in my mind. Um, and then don't just think of like, ju- Oh, just compound movements because it's, you know, the best thing for them. No, they still need to work on their balance coordination. They still yeah. need to be able to do impact drills. So they like depth jumps and stuff like that. Like you need to be able to build up, um, and take care of those tissues surrounding muscle and have good, bone development on top of that right um and don't think that i mean bone development as oh my god you can't load them because of growth plates and all this shit all right you see that all the time when people comment on like 14 year old yeah. stuff like you're gonna ruin their growth growth plates by having them lift like no you're an idiot go that was like 30 years ago like, right go back to sleep right so um so in my mind i would say between the age of somewhere between nine and twelve it's going to be yeah. a comfortable spot to start getting them into it. You don't need to rush your kid into weight training at five years old because you think they're the next Olympian, right? They might be. And I'm not saying you can't have them start Olympic lifting or whatever. You know, I'm not saying that because that, that is still something that will help with flexibility, function, you know, coordination, all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of, again, a preference thing in my opinion, but you're still safe in that range. Cause again, like unless you're a, a, a coach who really understands the nuances, having like a five or six year old start to try to like do Olympic lifting or something, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like you might be setting in foundations of bad habits too early. And you got to remember these are five, six year olds. A lot of them don't, you ever go to a five, six-year-old practice. Shit's chaos. Oh, yeah. You know it's, I mean? it's like herding cats. Yeah. Kids kids aren't paying attention. There's, you know what I mean? They're they're not understanding exactly what you're saying, so they're doing it wrong. Or, you know, it's it's yeah. chaos, right? So, um, you got anything to add on that one? I really like the answer of for gymnastics because I think that you get inherently the sense of play. Mm-hmm. You get body awareness. You get balance. You get coordination. You get... Um, body weight training as you're doing it uh and it gets to be fun for them yeah so they become invested in movement 
with that mm-hmm. where you sometimes see with kids like regardless of what age it is where the parents are like oh you're gonna play football or you're gonna play softball or you're gonna play soccer and they're like i don't want to yeah. So yeah, they're getting movement and they're getting these attributes trained yeah. somewhat or they're learning some of these things, but like they're not having fun. Yeah. Um, but I really like the idea of combining gymnastics with something else where there is a touch of competition in there. Like teach the kid what it means to compete and to mm-hmm. lose or to win and like what that is like so that they can start to associate hard work with it. Cause you know, those, that's yeah. another really beneficial aspect of weightlifting. Yeah. It's like, you're not going to get something for nothing. Like you, yep. you have to try well, for it's, this. It's good goal setting. And, mm-hmm. and with weightlifting, there's always a number. So like, you know, they kind of understand they're getting better because of this number, you know, and like gymnastics, they hit a new, um, you know, new drills, mm-hmm. you know, whatever you guys want to call them, um, new movement. And it's like, Oh man, I finally got that movement down. You know what I mean? Then it yeah. comes crisper and cleaner and all, all right. that. Um, the one thing you got to watch for with like any of these is I've seen it with gymnastics. I've seen it with wrestling. Um, some of these dance, some of these sports that like require, uh, more and more and more technical things with longer practices, Yep. And, you know, that, that sometimes these kids get burned out or, uh, overuse injuries do happen because the you know, the parents are psychopaths mm-hmm. you know no, the they're coach, young. they can take it coach is a psychopath on top of that um nutrition's probably not on point you know what i mean oh, yeah, um, absolutely not. the actual recovery thing so you, you do get some issues of overuse i mean how many times have you had a gymnast come in to see you that's been like well i've been doing gymnastics for 10 years um and my shoulder got fucked up when i was 15 from X blah, 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 mm-hmm. because our coach was, you know, sometimes it was accident. Sometimes our coach was a fucking idiot. Most of the time. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, uh, overtrained him, overused him and what, you know, the, the body can only take so much. I don't care how young you are. Right. So I'm a firm believer. That's why, um, that's one of the reasons for a lot of like, uh, um, tendon ruptures too. Like, I don't think that enough, one, enough prehab, rehab type work when there are minor problems, mm-hmm. you know, um, not enough, uh, not enough of the proper movements within their strength and conditioning program. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, you're getting overworked and you never mm-hmm. get to rest. And then it only takes one little lateral movement in the wrong way to snap something. Yep. You know, so anyway yeah, no that would make a that'd be good to do like yeah. a full episode on i think there's yeah. plenty of info there for that one yeah all right shut it down hopefully we'll be able to get more of these out i do want to bring on some people i know we're we're trying to get some schedules together to get some other people on here mm-hmm. so uh hopefully especially with like uh, i think we want to do a mentality one so which I'll I'll try to shut up a little bit during that one because if, if Charlie's ever able to come on, I want I want him to talk. Yeah, on, on this stuff, you guys will feel like a bitch. I'm just telling <laughs> now, like you'll feel like you don't work hard at all because he will run you into the ground. And there's a guy who I mean definitely leads by example. It's just like he just puts his stuff out there. Like I did this today. Yeah, that like doesn't say like oh I work so hard or anything like that. Yeah. Just like nope, here's the workout. Actually, um. I don't think he realized like till a while back I sent him something. Uh, I actually was at a competition with him back in like 2014, I think it was. Okay. It was 2013. Um, and there was like some regional, you know, CrossFit athletes there. And then, you know, mm. and I told him like, I, forget, I think I placed like eighth there, ninth, some, I don't know, some shit or. That was somewhere there. I forget. I know I was just outside of making it to like the little end tourney they had of the top. I think it was the top eight. So I think I was just outside of that because um, I cramped up real bad. In in hindsight, I know exactly what I did. I, I thought it was a Crohn's cramp at the time. It was from creatine. Okay. Um, which back then I didn't know what I know now about creatine. Um, so all that uh, fluid retention rushed to the gut got started cramping all mm-hmm. that stuff so 
Uh, yeah, don't take too much creatine, especially during <laughs> high intense stuff. It hurts. More of the story. Yeah. Anyway, but um, you know, I've seen this guy fucking compete, and like, I mean, even back then, he was an older athlete, and he was fucking animal. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, I hope you all uh, have a good day, and uh, let's keep the internet a nice, safe, happy place, right? (laughs) Positive vibes, everybody. We'll see you.